0: Welcome to the first leadership edition of the Digital Orthopedics Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Stefano Bini. Now, one of the ancient Greek maxims inscribed in the temple of Apollo, know thyself, was considered by Socrates as the beginning of wisdom. Today, as then, Wisdom remains an important attribute of great leaders. So for the next five episodes, we will explore the Enneagram, an occasionally controversial personality assessment tool that can help leaders gain wisdom by, well, knowing themselves. We will hear from Wendy Apple, author, consultant, executive coach, speaker, and all around amazing person about the Enneagram and why it's a critical tool for leaders at any level of any organization. Enjoy. Okay, so in this first episode of the leadership segment, our experts from the Trilogy Effect will explain the concept of embodiment. Now, Wendy, what's this all about? Because the word embodiment in, say, Judeo-Christian thinking is a very, very different thing from what I think you're thinking about.
1: Right. So when we speak about embodiment, it comes from the fact that we all have three centers of intelligence and we're guided primarily by one of them and the other two sort of it one one plays the leading role and the other two can play bit parts and so that those three centers would be thinking feeling or instinctual or instinctive centers um, sometimes known as the head heart gut and belly center and well-rounded leaders and human beings learn how to tap into the power of all three so they all have an active role in how we show up for ourselves and how we show up for other people so it's embodying meaning using all parts of our body and accessing those three intelligences. So these are also known as the head, heart, gut, and belly centers. And well-rounded leaders and human beings learn how to tap into the power of all three, you know, hence embodiment. So in this episode, my partners at Trilogy Infect and I explain how this works.
0: Awesome. Let's get into the episode.
2: I'm your host, Sherry Lynn. Today, we're joined by the leadership development experts at Trilogy Effect to discuss the concept of embodiment. Why leaders are the way that they are, how they feel, and how they make connections and perceive the world. So let's get right down to it, ladies. My first question goes to Mary Beth Sawicki, one of Trilogy Effect's founding partners, Mary Beth. Can you explain the basic concept of leadership embodiment?
3: For a lot of people, we tend to approach leadership from a very intellectual standpoint. It's a very heady um, concept for many of us. And the way we approach it is it's a full body experience. So it's about bringing your whole self to your leadership and to your life, really. So it's not just about your intellect or your head center, but it's also your heart center, the connections that you're making with people, the relationships that really keep the business going. And your belly center. So what has you be in action? What you're trying to achieve? So it's bringing all three of those concepts together into your leadership and again into your life. Within the Enneagram framework, we each have a preference for one of these centers. So we come from, you know, we look through the lens of our head, um, our intellect or our heart and our relationships or our belly and getting stuff done. And, you know, it's very effective, but to be truly effective is to embody all three of those, to bring all three of those concepts to your leadership.
2: So what you're saying is that leaders use their heads, their hearts, and their guts really in doing their jobs every day? When they're at their best,
3: absolutely. A great example of a leader who is embodying all three centers is Jacinda Arden, the Prime Minister of New Zealand. She is for sure engaging from all three of those centers as she is leading New Zealand. And we have seen her just beautifully relate to the citizens of New Zealand, to handling multiple crises and a new baby since she took office in such a beautiful, really powerful way, particularly powerfully when you have all three centers engaged. It's part of almost knowing your audience. When you're speaking, when you're relating from all three of those centers, you're not leaving anybody out when you're speaking to them. And so it, brings people along, which you need to do as a leader, right? Nobody can succeed as a leader on their own. And so engaging from all three of those centers, really, it's a very inclusive way of operating as well. And so, yeah, people are inspired by
2: that. Wendy Apple is partner at Trilogy Effect, and she's author of Inside Out Enneagram, the game-changing guide for leaders. So, Wendy, can you tell us a little bit about the Enneagram and how this concept of embodiment relates to that framework?
1: Sure. I think Mary Beth gave it a pretty good start. There are nine different Enneagram types with nine different worldviews and nine different sets of gifts and challenges, or we call them superpowers, and also the kryptonite of each of the types. So you can group all nine types into different triads. And one of the triads or groups of three is the head center, the heart center, and the belly center. And each of those groups tends to overuse one center and the other two, the other two centers or one of the two centers can go offline. And so they have a preference. Each of those groups of three has a preference for a particular head cent- a particular center. And especially under stress, the other ones can go offline and they just use that one center. So for instance, if we stay with leadership, Under stress and when somebody's not very self-aware, they can overuse the, for instance, if it's a belly center type, um, let's say type eight, they can overuse the belly center and it becomes very impulsive action. Stress, I just need to take action. We're trying to make bad feelings go away. We're trying to, you know, suppress fears that we have. And so one way that an eight can deal with that is to be very impulsive and take action. And it feels good because it feels like something's happening. You're doing something. And they may, you know, each type has what we call wings. So types on other side of us, they can also flex to those wings. So for eight, a wing would be in seven, a wing would be in nine. Well, the seven is a, a head type. And so it could be just justifying their impulse rather than using the gift of the head center. It could be finding a way to rationalize or justify the the impulse or to put silver linings on things and really be more Pollyanna. And it can create the sense of being a false prophet, right? I'm just wanting you to see the good and I'm trying to make the bad go away. And in a leadership role, that could make, you know, people who want hope, but false hope, follow a false prophet. So those kinds of people will follow. The other people want the truth. They want reality. They want to know what's going on. What are we going to do about it? As Mary Beth said, you know, you've got to engage all three centers. What's happening? What are the facts from the head center? What are we going to do about it from the belly center? And then the heart center, I want empathy, you know. You recognize the pain that we're all going through. So the heart center types, you know they engage the heart in a healthy way. It's a lot about empathy. It's a lot about tuning in, being attuned to people's experiences. The head center is a lot in the healthy way. It's a lot about hear the facts, you know. Here's some analysis. Here's a plan of action. And the Belly Center, in a really healthy way, is we're going to take purposeful action based on those other two centers. Is so the-
2: do leaders tend to be more dominant towards one of these different centers, people that are in leadership roles, or is it uh, Depends on fairly what- represented?
1: it depends on what center the leader is in if it's a head center type you know 5 for instance a type 5 the detached observer you know in a in a very healthy way they're going to you know they they tend to then first let's get the facts
2: mm-hmm.
1: right and if they're really engaging or embodying all three centers it would be the facts demonstrating some empathy right mm-hmm. and understanding people's experiences and then taking action belly from that place so each each type will kind of engage a preferred center first, and then bring in the others to, sup, to, to create a full embodiment, leadership embodiment. And how do they learn to do that? Huh. <laughs> um, good question. Uh, the first step is really self-awareness. You know, most people don't even know that this is happening. It, this happens so fast, and it's so practiced from our very earliest life. That we just do what we do. We are who we are. We act as we act from early days. And it's when we start coaching people, we start help helping them see these automatic patterns that they've been engaging so that they can start making some shifts. So, this is back to our first podcast, this sort of above the line, below the line. So, getting people to the line and seeing where they're at on the line, and then they're able to make different choices.
4: And this is Heather speaking, but that's often when a leader, which is anybody, frankly, because anybody can lead, that's the moment when you can, if you're aware, reconnect with the center of intelligence, we call it, that goes offline first for you. So that's kind of the practical gift, one of the many practical gifts that the Enneagram provides through self-awareness. For example, if I'm a type seven leader and I get to that, I'm noticing I'm I'm reacting, I'm having a, you know, I, I can feel my whole body is telling me that I'm in a reactive state. Then I know that I need to take a breath. And I also know that because I'm a type seven, the first center of intelligence that I might lose connection with is my heart center. It's that place of empathy. So I might be getting caught up in what I'm thinking and what I wanna do, but I might be forgetting about, first of all, how I feel about the situation I'm in and attuning to how others feel so that I can be more measured and more deliberate and more sensitive in how I move forward in a situation. So that's a very practical application of the Enneagram. Once I know what my dominant type is, then I also know, you know, both my superpower but also my kryptonite. My kryptonite being that center that I lose connection to and that I need to reconnect with in order to be effective.
2: So maybe it's a good idea to explain to our listeners which of the Enneagram types fall into which center as being Ah. their more dominant way to react.
4: Okay, so to continue on with this idea of, you know, being aware of what center I lose connection with the earliest so that I can reconnect and become more effective, my most effective, um, let's look at the first grouping, the types that lose connection to their heart center first when they're starting to feel stressed and overwhelmed are the type three, the type seven, and the type eight. So all three of those types for different reasons, but they will all kind of start revving up their engines and trying to think more quickly and act more quickly and be quite assertive in their approach. And they can often overstep being in activity mode and not connecting with what's going on in their emotional center or their own feelings and the feelings of others. So they can be accused sometimes of being just, they can run over people,
2: you know, okay. and that, so that causes problems. <laughs> that's seven, eight, and two type you said?
4: Seven, eight, and three. Seven, eight, and three. So that... One of them's the head center. The, the seven is the head center yeah. type that's very assertive. The eight is the belly center type that's quite assertive. And the three is the heart center type that's very assertive. And they share that common kryptonite, which is the disconnection from their heart as they get more and more
2: stressed. Right. Sounds kind of familiar. <laughs> <laughs> it does indeed.
1: Wendy, did you want to pick up and chat about another triad? Sure. The type five, the type four and the type nine, let me say them am in numerical order. So the type four, which is a heart center type, the type five, which is a head center type and the type nine, which is a belly center type, their body, belly goes offline. And so all of them tend to pull, you know, unlike what Heather was talking about with the more assertive types on the Enneagram, these are the types that are the more, they more pull in under stress, pull in, pull away go into denial, et cetera. They have all the different sorts of strategies about literally physically withdrawing or mentally withdrawing in different ways. And so their body goes offline and they just are not tuned into what's happening inside themselves at all. They may suppress it and they stop taking action and they stop being in con- connection with their instincts. Wow, powerful yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. And I think the key there is they stop taking action, but they don't notice it.
1: Right. Yeah. They may take action, but it can be like really busy work. Mm -hmm. Like, so they think they're actively being productive, but it's all just sort of, you know, just to stay active, busy work without direction, without focus, without purpose.
2: Mary Beth,
3: did you want to take on the last triad? I would love to. So it's type one in the valley center, type two in the heart center, and type six in the head center. And for these three types, the head center is what goes offline for them. And it is, doesn't mean that they're not thinking. There's a lot of thinking. There's a lot of revving. But what is missing is there's a, there's a lack of clarity of thought for these folks. And so what can happen is it's how do I feel about something? What am I going to do about it? So it's that loop without taking the pause to make sure that the head center's online and, you know, again, engaging from all three centers. I think the
4: practical gifts that this brings is when we're coaching leaders, you're able to understand very quickly, if I am of this dominant type, for example, if I am a, the loyalist, the type six, I start to build awareness and practices for myself that help me understand that when I start getting a little stressed or a little overwhelmed, I'm going to notice that I'm not thinking clearly. And so a practice for me might be that I take a moment and revisit facts of a situation. That might be my practice as a leader. And that becomes my go-to way of bringing myself back to full alignment between all three of my centers of intelligence. And I can be very present and just rest in the moment and understand and trust that I am going to be able to be effective without my head racing, without being overwhelmed, because I can just trust that I'm here now. I can think clearly. I can sense the feelings of myself and others and be appropriate to the moment. And I can trust that that will guide me in terms of right action. I think the real gift here is having us realize that we can draw from intelligence throughout our whole body. Our body is an instrument of intelligence and we are socialized and educated to focus on the head center for the most part in the Western world for sure. And when you start to be able to relax a bit and realize that, wow, I can trust my feelings and huh, my gut is telling me something. What is that? You actually have a lot more equipment at your disposal than you realize. And you can start to trust and experiment and stay curious and be grateful for what is available actually here in my body that I'm able to draw upon to be an effective leader, that I had no idea I had this instrument and so many
1: different ways of being able to guide, find guidance. You know, it's back to what Mary Beth was saying about the prime minister of New Zealand and this really beautiful example. I think we posted an article, or I posted an article on LinkedIn about her. And it's a really beautiful example of not only what Heather's talking about, which is getting to know yourself better and how do I make sure that I'm engaging all of this inside of me, but it's also how do I engage this and speak to all of this to, yeah. uh, you know, in other people? And so we have to remember that not only do we have to engage our head in a healthy way, our head, our heart, and our belly, but we have to speak to The head and the heart and the belly of our audiences. So, for a leader trying to lead people through this time right now, you know, the head is going to provide, you know, facts and data, and here's where we're at in a way that people can digest it. And they're going to speak, you know, to their hearts and their empathy and be understanding of what people are going through. And then they're going to give them concrete, purposeful action that they can take and that the government, in this case, the government, will be taking. And it brings people a lot of reassurance when the person, the leader is speaking from that place and to that place and everyone. Perfect.
2: Thanks to Trilogy Effect for sharing your knowledge and your expertise with us all today. And also thanks to all our listeners.
0: Thank you for joining Wendy Apple, author of Inside Out Enneagram, the game-changing guide for leaders, and me, Dr. Stefano Obini, your host for the special edition of the Digital Orthopedics Podcast. We hope you enjoy all six episodes focused on the Enneagram as a tool for leading change by knowing yourself. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to share this link or like us on your favorite media channels and tune in for our next series of podcasts.